Welcome to Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. Welcome to another edition of Break the Ice, and we're thrilled to be joined by one of the greats uh, of all time in Washington Capitals history, uh, Peter Bondra. Peter, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. I'm so looking forward to. Uh, it's great to see you again. It's been it's been a while, um, but so looking forward to catching up with you and going over some of your incredible hockey history, not just here in Washington, but before and after uh, your time here. Uh, but let's start with the backstory a little bit because uh, I, I think it's it's kind of remarkable. There was um, that in the early 1980s there were a lot of players who were defecting from Europe. Uh, I think Peter Stasny started, and um, there were there were a number of players who came over. And Mike Pavanka was the, the one of the first ones. One of, I think the only one who defected and came straight to Washington. Um, but your your story is. Interesting because I think Jack Button discovered you playing in the Czech League. He drafted you in the eighth round. The Caps drafted you in the eighth round of the 1990 draft. You were 22 years old at that time. Have you ever thought about how your career might have played out differently and not necessarily better had you been spotted when you were 18 years old and had been able to start earlier like a lot of guys nowadays are able to do? Well, first of all, good to see you guys, too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my story is um, a little bit different. Obviously, I came from a communist country, was in Czechoslovakia. And you said, right, Jack Button was the reason why I'm basically here and sitting here. Yeah. Uh, I remember that game. Uh, I was playing Czechoslovakian League. I was 21 years old, and uh, Jack came. I, somehow I learned from newspaper, local newspaper, that big scout, uh, Jack Button, will be at the game, and he's going to scout uh, Richard Schmelik. Uh, Obviously, right. Richard Buffalo was defenseman. a Buffalo yep. defenseman. So I told myself, well, this is a good opportunity because I, I don't think Jack knew about me. And I, I told myself, well, maybe I can, he will somehow notice me. And I, matter of fact, I had a great game. I scored a couple goals. And one of the goals I scored, we had a goalie. Uh, his name was Yarobin Dragon. When he cut the puck, he kicked the puck with his goalie pad to a red line. Can you manage that? <laughs> it's really, it, he made that play, which is I, I picked the puck um, on the red line and I had a breakaway. I score. Wow. I don't know how that happened, but I did score a couple goals that game. And the Jack, um, Jack Button supposed to leave after that game and go back to the States, but he decided to stick around for another game. And uh, next game we play at home, and he came over to watch me. I score again. We won a game. And... Um, I remember as of today when I met him first time, uh, he was sitting in the GM's office and they asked me to come. He had a translator guy from Czech Republic and he was uh, the guy was helping him to make sure he can talk to everybody because English wasn't our uh, sort of uh, language in the communism country. So, And he asked me the first question, if I ever thought I uh, could play in the National Hockey League. And I gave him a straight answer. No, really, <laughs> but uh, if you somehow you can manage, I was willing to come over and try that in National Hockey League, and that was just, he was laughing, but <laughs> obviously he knew um, uh, there was interest, but m from my side, I couldn't say much because it still was under the regime, and anytime you show, yeah, I want to come, yeah. I want so you got to watch out how you say it, uh, what, when you say it, and uh, basically I left it up to team, and uh, somehow uh, 
But since I met Jack, after six months, everything changed. Uh, communism went yeah. down. Uh, obviously, the Great Wall went down. And, and uh, I'm looking, I opened newspaper <laughs> later on. Uh, uh, was a, uh, was, I met him in 89, so yeah. I opened newspaper in 90, I believe. That was summer. And yeah. I learned from newspaper I was drafted by Washington Capitals. Basically, eighth round was the last round. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure all the scouts went for lunch. And uh, somehow the Caps still uh, managed to choose me as a player to be on their list. So um didn't mean anything to me that time. Oh, well, good. I mean, I just find out the news. It's not like I was going to go there. Who knows when I uh, be able to go. But uh, obviously that communism went down. So there was I had a more sort of freedom. And yeah. And later on, obviously, the Capitals invited me uh, uh, to the camp. But before that, I met again with Jack Button. And I didn't have an agent. So Jack <laughs> somehow couldn't find out who can represent me. So... I had a phone call from the guy named Yuji Surha, and he was a guy who lived in the States, and uh, he speak uh, Czech. He was from Czech Republic mm-hmm. originally, and he called me. He wants to be my agent. I said, sure, come on, be my agent. <laughs> so we met in Prague um, right before <clears throat> I came over to the States, and I signed a contract. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I signed. I was just, hey, might as well. I, I, um, I want to give a shot. I want to come to play in National Hockey League with knowledge, what I had, I none, because um, that time there's no um, internet, there's no social media. <laughs> you don't have a chance to, I, I, ever, I never ever saw the National yeah. Hockey League game. I knew there was a guy named Gretzky or Mario Lemieux, Mario, yeah, was already yeah. on that league because I had a chance to watch the Canada Cup when Russians play uh, yeah. against um, um, uh, Canada, so you see the players which has uh, been selected from National Hockey League, but I didn't have a clue what NHL was, and start, you know, coming here, uh, f- first of all, I made a team. Uh, my first training camp, uh, we had, uh, I believe, 11 games preseason. I played them all. <laughs> Terry Murray was a coach, and uh, he wants to you know, see what I'm capable to do, and uh, and somehow it uh, looks like I... Um, uh, I had a good camp. I made a team, and uh, so uh, saying that, that was just um, a little bit different route for me. And uh, I'm looking back from uh, now where I'm at. Maybe because I didn't have any knowledge, I didn't feel any pressure. Because now, yeah. if I come here and uh, sort of you have all the knowledge of pressures on you, because you 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 must you have to. I just came and I remember. I left home. I told my wife I uh, there was a, I just recently married at that time, and I I told her I'm taking fifteen hundred dollars to my pocket, and if I don't like it, I will just come back. There's nobody can hold me, because my mentality <laughs> was different than what I'm uh, obviously learned now from the game and uh, everything else around us. So, but main reason why I made uh, from day one the team, and I'm still here was a people uh, of Washington Capitals, uh, from Washington Capitals, starting from Jack Button, David Poyle. And uh, I, I was lucky to get that situation like I was, just to be surrounded by people. And they saw, Jack Button saw me, saw something in me, which is I didn't know at that time if I'd be able to play national hockey. He, see, he saw something. And, and I believe uh, I was lucky because of that. And uh, obviously... Uh, 
because of that, I had a great opportunity, and uh, I took advantage from that. Well, you're lucky to. So it sounds like it, it, had you been drafted earlier, you you may have had to defect yourself. But but you're lucky. The timing was great. Not only that, once you got here, Michael Vavanka was already here, and he was already established. How I mean, the two of you guys on the ice were incredible together, but I think he had a lot to do with helping you pick up the culture and the language and 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 get used to the the, the smaller rinks and and a number of things. Uh, once you did get here, number of things. That's what you said, right? I mean, this is just from regular life. Just go to bank, open an account, or just go yeah. to grocery store and just uh, uh, you know, uh, just uh, uh, Michael uh, Pivanka and his wife Renata, which is the uh, we lived that time in the craft and not too far from each other. That was big help because, and coming to the ring and obviously try to uh, learn different culture, uh, try to learn different game because my game wasn't fitted to obviously NHL level. So any advice, any help, uh, which is I got from Pivo uh, was big. And uh, I felt like every month or every week I, I was getting better and better. I have more confidence, and obviously, uh, you mentioned there's. I didn't speak any English, so my first few words, which is I learned, I don't think I can use <laughs> in regular life. <laughs> yep. So you know how that goes. And funny thing, well, not funny, but there was. Um, if you live those days, it wasn't funny for me, you know, especially when the coach coach come to before a game, and uh, I start talking, approach the team with game plan and everything. Obviously, I tried to first couple of weeks to pick up couple of words and I give up after I would say a half a minute and I was just looking around the locker room and <laughs> I remember when Terry <coughs> finished his speech and he was just kind of pointing with the finger hey Mike just take him on the side and it was just a sign yeah. just take him and explain everything make sure I'm on the same page with the team and obviously uh, yeah the Mike helped me a lot. One of the things that always impressed me about you too before I started covering the team was and I, I don't think there's a lot of young guys, a lot of guys who were your age um, who, who who had the, the presence of mind to figure this out. But I think when you got here, you realized that if you were going to be successful and to have the career that you ended up having, that you were going to have to put on some upper body weight and, and strengthen your legs. And and you, it, it maybe took a year or two, but man, you, you really made your body into an NHL body, and, and I thought that made all the difference for you. Yes, uh, it's definitely you need to be fitted to the game, and uh, you learn uh, on your mistakes or, or your preparation if you did it right or wrong. But took me, I think it took me like four years, to be honest, to mm -hmm. understand what I need to do, how I have to be prepared for the game. And I tell you when things happen. After four years, three, four years, I believe, uh, playing in the National Hockey League, I... I wasn't sure uh, who I am as a player. Either I could be a goal scorer, maybe I can, I can have more assist. I know I had the skills, and um, uh, I was a, I had a great capability to skate a little bit better than average uh, National Hockey League player, and I tried to take advantage from it. So uh, that's lockout year, 94. 94, 95. I don't yep. have my uh, hockey cards. If yep. I had it, I'd see all the stuff. 34 goals. <laughs> <laughs> so the lockout year, uh, because we started a little later, yep. I had so, more t so much time to, for preparation. I remember to skating with uh, Piney Orchard with all the guys we've been waiting for uh, to league started. And I had a little bit more time uh, with my sort of physical preparation and also mental preparation. Mental means like what I have to do to be successful. And um, <laughs> it's kind of strange. I, I set myself like a, 
little goal what I want to do. I mean, goal. Uh, you get, Do you use like those sticky pads when you go to sure. groceries? So yep. <laughs> what I did, I, I told myself, there was 40 games plus season. It was a 40 48. 48. Yep. I told myself, if I'm going to score 20 goals, that could be a good year for me. And I can say maybe 40 goals in a half season, maybe 40. That's a good number. And what I did, uh, I took those uh, stick pads uh, uh-huh. or notepads and put number 20, and I put them everywhere. I put them on the alarm clock. I had a locker <laughs> room. I, when I was driving to the game, I was I see the number uh, in my car. So basically, I saw everything. But for me, that number didn't mean I really have to score goals. That number means I have to mean for me, I have to take care of myself, eat right, make sure I train uh, like everybody else even more, make sure I do everything in the game and be sort of positive, mentally prepared for a game, make sure I know I'm going to succeed. So all those things, uh, the number was telling me those little things what I have to do. And uh, when season starts, um, obviously I start scoring. We are, I, I think we, was, uh, we had a great year that year, or at least the regular season, I don't remember, but I, I'm pretty sure we did. So the numbers w- came down. So when I scored a goal, it was 19, 18, and I started running under numbers. So, and um, looking back, that year gave me a lot and uh, gave me a lot, a lot of confidence. And also, uh, that that year sort of opened my eyes. What I have to do constantly, uh, every day, every week, whatever, during the regular season or even before in the summer, to be ready and make sure. Uh, I do my homework before I come uh, for a season. And after that year, I think I sort of, I could say, I become goal scorer for the team. And uh, and I, I felt um, uh, that definitely that preparation for the game, which is you, to- you mentioned early, I wasn't ready. Then I felt I was ready and we've maintained all the stuff what I was doing and helped me to uh, sort of uh, get on the uh, next few years, I had a really strong season for for the team. You led the league in goals that year, but yes. the year the year before was I think I'm not sure if it was uh, Terry Murray or Jim Schoenfeld who put you on the penalty kill, but one of those guys decided to put you on the penalty kill, and you led the league in shorthanded goals the first year you were on there, and you that's one of the records you still hold. <laughs> yes, the Shoney was a coach, which is uh, yeah, that was. Uh, I like his style. Uh, he was honest. He was he tough. He was one of my favorites, too. And he was uh, several times, uh, you know, in, even you come and watch a video, no matter who you are. Even in my case, uh, I didn't have a great game, and he was just look look at the video, and Banzai, he's supposed to finish the check. He punched the board. <laughs> <laughs> then he stopped video again. He punched the board. He was bleeding uh, a lot of times because he punched the glass and everything, but I, I, I didn't feel intimidated by him, but he was right. And actually, I started learning and learning more, not to sort of be the guy who's running around, but I, that was my job to sort of play a physical game. And also, going to the penalty king uh, was a more responsibility and more trust from the coach. Obviously, it took me uh, maybe a few games to adjust, but I understand quick. And any lost sort of pucks in the neutral zone, I jump on him and I had, yeah. to, I took advantage from it. And uh, because of, again, uh, um, maybe my skating or or my teammates or whatever, we, I managed to get some extra goals for a team. Um, you and, and Michael, um, I think he had Rich Winter as an agent first, right? And then, and then you had, and I knew Rich Winter had to be a good agent because I heard GMs talking about 
what an ass he was. And I'm like, this guy's <laughs> got to be a good agent if GMs don't like him. And the two of you guys at the beginning of the 95-96 season, and I, I think that, you know, in those days there were a lot of contract squabbles, and it was around the league. There was usually two or three guys on every team that would come to camp and, and they, would, they wouldn't sign their contract. And some of them would maybe not sign until November or December. And, I mean, guys, Sergey Fedorov, uh, Peter Nedved, a uh, number of times. I feel like it, there was no salary cap in those days. And I feel like that there were some GMs who would take advantage of guys whose, whose English maybe wasn't up to par. And, and it just seemed like you guys um, had it figured out that you were going to get what you were worth. And so you guys held out and you went to play for Detroit of the International Hockey League played i don't know um nine games nine games but i think you guys were gone for a few weeks but when you came back both of you guys i think had up to that point the best seasons of your career you had 52 goals in 67 games that year which is a ridiculous pace how satisfying was that for both of you guys to come back here and have that kind of a year under those circumstances well first of all it wasn't easy to go there i mean really we took a a little bit gamble, but same time, like you said, our agent advised us to uh, to do what we're supposed to do. And um, trust me, I was looking forward to get back. And when I we, we got back, I was so happy to be sort of where place where I belong. Obviously, uh, we signed a new contracts, and uh, yes, that year was a year, a really a good year for both of us. And I remember to spend the time in Detroit with people and a couple of times we told ourselves, what we are doing here? <laughs> we should be right playing for a team and uh, for the Caps. And, um, but that's just a part of the business. And, um, and um, if I have to do it again, I don't think I will do it. But uh, obviously I hope uh, uh, negotiation will be a little bit easy. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we are glad, we've been glad to be back that time. And uh, obviously that uh, coming back. And I remember I was so excited, I think, uh, if I'm looking back correctly, I think I, I scored a goal and I think we won a game. But I just I've that was I was happy to be back. Um, what was it about Pivo and you on the ice that that made so much magic? What, what made the two of you guys click so well together? He came from same culture. He played in the Czechoslovakian league, and uh, he was uh, really one of the better players uh, from uh, Eastern Bloc. And he defected, and he understood uh, how hard it was for him to make the team or just uh, uh, find a simple uh, stuff to do in the life. And uh, so, but uh, I think he was, um, how I say that, he, definitely he's had a lot of skills. He didn't have the best shot and he was looking for somebody to pass to the puck. And we created chemistry from the beginning because maybe our relationship off the ice, uh, you know, was easy to trans, translate transferred uh, all those things to to the game and and uh looks like we we helped each other uh, to our careers i believe we played together for uh, i don't know close to 10 years yeah. so and um yeah uh, that's for sure and keith jones was your your right <laughs> winger there or he was he was the other winger on that it was the pbj line there for a while yeah jonesy yeah came over uh yeah i remember he was just um talk about the stories so like uh, people mistaking him uh, for, to be a trainer uh, the first <laughs> <laughs> when he show hilarious. up first, and uh, so um, yeah, Jonesy was a great uh, player, great fit. Uh, looks like he, he works hard, and uh, he had a little bit um, physical side on this game, and he was pretty strong in the corners. And 
me and Peel, we took advantage yeah. from it. Um, and then Adam Oates came a little bit later, and, and you, you had great chemistry uh, with, with him as well. And, and I think Ron Wilson put you on the power play. Uh, and, and once he, he put you on the I – sh- I should say he put you on the point on the power play. And, and then you set the club record for 22 uh, power play goals in the season that year. And I remember you being a little nervous about about uh, that 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 change. Like you, you weren't sure how you felt about pl- playing. Well, well, I spot. well I learned that uh, they didn't wasn't much preparation. Just hey, you're gonna be on the point. And I was like, whoa, how am I gonna? I'm not. I don't know. I know how to skate backwards, but this is my <laughs> not more <laughs> my non natural uh, sort of uh, yeah. things to do. But uh, you know, playing with Sergey Gonchar, I think uh, he made it much easy um, uh, for me to make that transition. And obviously, with Adam Oates, um, you know, he was great. Um, I would say, say uh, you know, on the side of the board, he can control the bo- uh, puck well. And uh, that was for me just make sure I'm ready to shoot when it's my time to come. And if I have to back check, so I prefer to skate forward. So uh, I, I, I think I skated myself out of trouble if um, I was like a last guy or something on the on the point, and we somehow we turned the puck over. But yeah, definitely I was surprised. But at the same time, I I felt more and more every game more confident there on the spot, and um, I took advantage from the opportunity. And Adam had that short stick, and it was almost straight. And you were known for you you you. you kept like three four different kind of sticks you use different sticks for different situations did you guys sit around and talk stick science and and what was your philosophy as far as why did you have so many different (laughs) sticks well big time because there was our our game preparation me and adam we always kind of in a stick room adam was uh, cutting his whole blade to half blade (laughs) and i was Always try to curve curve my sticks because that time we work with a wood sticks or I, I play yeah. with wood sticks, so there was a little bit more flexibility. You can create a little bit more curve, and same time you got to watch out because got to uh, be legal. It's got to be legal. So uh, so me and him had always uh, before a game, and uh, he was uh, we using those uh, whatever tools to try to uh, get those sticks ready. And uh, yes, uh, at one point I remember I had like seven or eight sticks on the bench. Why I don't know. Uh, it just <laughs> It become uh, sort of routine, and um, uh, I try all those sticks on the warm up. Um, make sure I have a feel for it, and uh, I remember when I, 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 I marked all those sticks because if you come to ba- bench and you have eight sticks, and you ask the trainer, "Hey, um, Slug or Woody, give me," so I always know. Hey Woody or Slago, please give me a stick number four or five. And those guys laughing. They had my sticks on the side, make sure they can reach quick. So I've been changing them, and uh, there was no reason. Obviously, I tried to have a bigger curve uh, my days. So I wasn't. Sa- I'm not saying I, I was cheating, but I tried to. <laughs> uh, same time, when you make a big curve, so I shave on the heel a little bit, uh-huh. make sure because the measurement when you have to put. So I try to sort of. Um, uh, modify those sticks the way I wanted, and uh, that was just sort of my um, uh, game preparation uh, sort of routine. When you guys got to the the Cup final, that the first year that, that when you guys moved downtown here in the middle of that ninety seven ninety eight season, and a few months later you're you're in the playoffs, and and I don't know if it was game one or game two against Boston, you got you got injured. I think it was an ankle, sure. and, and you were out for a few games, and and I, I was I mean. At that time, there there wasn't a whole lot of offense after you on 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 the, on those teams. Um, you you often had twice as many goals as anybody else. That and so once you were out, it, it seemed like the, the Caps 
you know, might be one one round and out, but they they hung around long enough for you to come back. What what did that mean to you to be able to have success in the playoffs? Um, because you did once once you came back, you had a, a pretty good playoff that year. Well, first of all, I remember when I got hurt, and uh, there was a big guy, Gil or whatever. Yeah, he, Al Gil. He, yeah, he yep. just uh, basically he landed on me, and he gave me a couple cross check, and sort of my legs are split. I felt like something pop and over top of my ankle, and. Uh, Really, I was I wasn't sure. I thought it was broken. I I I, I came back to locker room. They look everything. The X-rays look good. I remember around Wilson asked me to come back on the bench, dress up. I think we we went to overtime, and a reason why I, now I understand why because for that series, uh, like first uh, playoff game, they split us. Adam Oates was playing with somebody else, and obviously there's a Ray Borg, and uh, you have another defenseman. The game yeah. plan was to at least, if I go on the ice, uh, Ray Borg will step on the ace and try to uh, uh, kind of not necessarily, well, play against me, make yeah. sure the matchups are are right. So even my presence, the presence on the game will, will mean to help the, the other line to have more freedom. So I remember it was, I wasn't even ready, even the series with Boston, when I come back, uh, maybe after two or three games, my ankle never healed. I think that even I play mm-hmm. against Ottawa, they was just playing on one leg. Uh, and uh, uh, really, it was a tough from the beginning, but I got used to it, and I believe we had a great run and uh, uh, to go in, um, to the finals, like you mentioned. Um, and then a couple of years after that, you actually asked for a trade. I think it was <laughs> after that, the, the, the one contract... And there were a couple of inju- uh, a couple of years there where injuries were. I think you had a shoulder and a, a leg. There, there, a, a bunch of different uh, things that that were bothering you. And and I, it, it was one of the best trades the Capitals never made because I, I remember fans were were bringing signs to the arena saying sign Bondra, sign Bondra. But you would you would ask for a trade. And George George McPhee, who was the GM at the time, said, "Well, we're gonna we'll try, but, but we're not gonna give him away." And then it, it wound up getting patched over you guys came to an agreement you you and if i remember right there i think it was february 1st and i, I want to say it was 2001 but they made the announcement that you had signed a four-year contract and that you would you would be staying and then you went out that night and and had a hat trick against toronto well again not a contract negotiations and uh, there was um uh let's say that even ron wilson is a great coach we Sort of, I felt like we had the differences, and um, he pressed the really tough buttons on me, and uh, which is, was good. Uh, I took it as a challenge. I never sort of took it as a personally, uh, but you know, and there was a lot of different stuff coming to play, like you mentioned inj- um, uh, injuries, and obviously the pressure from George always to build the right team. And uh, that time, I, obviously, I never want to leave, but. You know, sometimes when you try to negotiate yeah. your new contract or stuff doesn't go well or the, the team telling you, hey, this is, uh, you know, going to whatever. So um, you sort of make mistakes. I I, <laughs> I never want to leave. But uh, then you say, well, even maybe come from my agent, maybe uh, be looking for trade uh, because just uh, maybe it was a time to move on or whatever. But I gla- I'm glad I stay. I think that the reason why I signed was a uh, Ted Leonsis, I believe, and uh, somehow we we managed to get the deal done, which is I was happy and team was happy, and um, and I'm glad we did that. And uh, you know, so I play off that uh, that contract not to the end. I got traded, but it was. Just sometimes, like this is business, and uh, you felt like uh, you have to do what you have to do as a player. But 
when things go well, obviously we all, um, uh, you know, all happy and the uh, team is happy. Maybe that time even team wasn't happy with my performance because I had a great, good years and, and average and under average years. So uh, that was just a time of year or whatever. Uh, I think, like I said, probably I made a mistake for ask for a trade, but uh, sometimes you look at yourself, well, what's best for you as a player and and uh, you want to be in the best situation when you're happy and you can, if you feel like you can still uh, give to a team whatever to asking and uh, so whatever whatever was was so was I, do, was done. I just remember that th- I I don't I don't remember a regular season game with so much joy as there was that night. The fans and everybody was so happy that night, and especially after you you went out and scored three goals. And speaking of scoring three goals, last night, obviously, Timo Meyer scored five goals. And in doing so, he became the first guy to score five goals in just two periods since you did it back in, I think it was 1994 against uh, Tampa Bay. And and you set a couple of records that night that I don't, that I don't think are, are going to be broken for a long time. Fastest three goals here in Washington, three goals in, I think, 206 four goals in four minutes and 12 seconds, and you wound up with um, five goals that night. Only two guys have ever done it here in Washington. And we talked a lot about Pavanka, and we talked a lot about Adam Oates, but Dale Hunter was your center that night. What do you remember about that game and why things were working so good for you? I remember uh, in that game, <laughs> if I shot from locker room, I think I would score. <laughs> so uh, the things went well for me uh, from everything. You know, just uh, you when you feel like, something is going right and uh, it's going your way everything uh, went to my way trust me um i look back <laughs> and uh uh after the game and i said uh, i want to go to eat in the same restaurant i want to do same thing no i'm sorry it doesn't happen but yeah. uh that was one of those nights where things happening and um it was a lot of fun obviously uh, to score five goals and um you know obviously uh, the teammates um helped me a lot with uh, Dale hunter we mentioned uh dima christage i saw yeah. when i saw the highlights uh, way back when uh, dima was on the he ice was the other so, guy yeah. on that line that day yeah so yeah the uh, shoney uh, i guess again he yeah. probably just makes some changes and he he pushed the right buttons and uh looks like the game um, uh we had a great game against you, Tampa. You, you played for a few different coaches here and and in other cities too um was who who was your favorite coach that you played for do you think it's hard to say but i think Shoney, even he, I, he was he did, he didn't stay for long uh for whatever reasons i mean yeah none uh, of them do <laughs> i know uh, i mean Definitely, the players need to be blamed for it. But um, I think Shoney gave me uh, just uh, enough to to hold on from whatever experience I had with him, and uh, and I felt uh, I have to change my game. And uh, and Ron Wilson, obviously great coach, he pushed the right buttons to um, to get the best for me uh, of me. Uh, even he, I felt like sometimes, few times, he benched me for a whole period for I'm not sure what I did wrong, but just uh, you have to blame somebody and. Uh, um, uh, so, but that was just the part of the game, and um, like I said, I took a challenge. I never sort of quit on any anything, even he benched me or whatever. I just felt like this is I have to do more, and I have to give him more team and uh, to the team, and uh, I felt a responsibility to do and uh, work even harder if uh, the message was uh, sent by coach to me. Well, you scored 472 goals here in 14 seasons, and then that day came in March of of 2004 where. They they traded you to to Ottawa and 
I think I know a lot of fans were were devastated here. What 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 do you remember about that day and how it all unfolded and what your feelings were like? It was a sad day. I think that the news what I uh, got was in Piney Orchard. I, I was right after practice uh, or just uh, somehow the George asked me to see him in his office and I didn't know what to do. Uh, I, I I think I was I cried a little bit on the side. Mm-hmm. I just uh, was uh, I wasn't ready for the news. And looking back, I think if I was a GM, I would do the same thing. Uh, that uh, team was in, um, uh, to do the right moves to make sure they um, they uh, not necessarily clean up the house, but they make the good trades. They got some great uh, draft picks. Uh, they got some players in return. And um, now look at maybe after those trades, uh, Nick Backstrom. We got a Nick probably. Yeah. And uh, Ovi. Few, o- o- yeah. Ovi was, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think that was the right move. And uh, uh, here we go. Uh, we have a, another great uh, generation of uh, Washington Capitals, Starby Ovi and Nick Backstrom and others. So, and uh, yeah, obviously I was upset, but that was just, uh, you know, for a short time. It's just uh, now we're looking forward. The Ottawa at that time had a great team, one of the better yeah. teams, a talented team. So uh, after maybe. Everything sort of settled down, and the emotions went down, and I felt like, yeah, well, why not? Let's give a shot and see where how far we go with uh, Ottawa. Did you, um, once you became general manager of the Slo- Slovakian uh, Olympic team, did you, once you were in that position and, and you were the guy who was in charge of making those personnel moves, did you kind of look back at, at your career and have – and see things in a different light, the things that affected you and maybe affected your teammates and maybe have a greater understanding of that side of the game? Sure, that's for sure. You come in fresh as a player uh, from the retirement, uh, you become a GM. That was some big jump. And at uh, the same time, I always look in uh, from the player perspective, you know, dealing with the players, you know, like you mentioned, 2010 Vancouver. Um, we dealt with a lot of issues there. I mean, we... Uh, we obviously assembled team there, and uh, I brought three players, which is uh, they they heard that Gaborik wasn't. I wasn't sure if he can play, and even the Olympics, he had a big cut over his leg. Miroslav Shatan had a cut on his uh, thumb. I mean, on the palm on the hand, it was like a big a big deal because anytime he haven't played many games and yeah. he touched the uh, stick, he can rip off yeah. again. Marian Hosa came with con- concussion protocol, so I was dealing with <laughs> on the top of it. Uh, Lubor Mishnowski took a Advil sinus, which is was a prohibited. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was I had a lot of a lot of sort of. You feel like you relax in the Olympics. You can watch our game. Things going well, but uh, on the side there was a lot of work to do. And uh, and uh, somehow we managed uh, to get to bronze medal as a team. And um, that was great experience for me uh, to look at the game from different side. And I learned from myself. When I'm on the ice, I can control things. I am more calm, and I'm. <laughs> when you sit up on the top and you watch the game, and I learned uh, from myself, I was jumping, I was talking to myself, I was yelling on the refs. So I had the different emotions, uh, and uh, I I couldn't hold on to them. I just there was a nature nature of sort of me uh, how I sort of. Uh, uh, lived the game or I was part of the game but different uh, sort of situation What have these last uh, 15 or so years been like for you to watch Alex play and, and to watch this team that you played so hard and gave so much to to, to win the Stanley Cup in, in 2018 I'm I'm fan, I'm a really big fan I uh, since Alex came uh, 
obviously I still was playing. I, I play against Alex. Yep. Uh, I play for Trashers, Atlanta Trashers, or Chicago. We didn't play yep. against each other. So after sort of took another when I retired another year, I I become a really big fan and see. I try to follow up the Washington how they do, and. Uh, we had they had a success. They started going uh, with uh, different coaches. Uh, the team was uh, winning a lot of games, President's trophies, uh, one or two. I'm not sure. We, we did yeah, one. I think three. Oh, together, three. Yeah. yeah. So, and all of a sudden, like finally, um, uh, 2018. Yeah, that was just uh, amazing. Uh, uh, I I I felt after 44 years of whatever we did uh, we lost the teeth blood <laughs> a lot of sweat and broke a lot of broken bones finally we got it that was just a great relief um, uh for even for me or for washington capitals uh alumni association which is we are trying to be active more and more that was just um uh really felt happiness and just uh it's amazing and uh, talk about ovi uh, i mean you come watch every night when I have a chance to at least watch a couple periods. Uh, if I'm not too busy, uh, definitely he's a special player. Uh, he's the player which is he's the best goal scorer ever. Um, I think to play the game. All the respect to Brad Hall and yeah. others, but his shot it just uh, it's amazing. He's a pure goal scorer, which is um, I, I'm amazed. Like when I watch him, the the goalies there's no no screens and he can still uh shoot from top of the circle with his wrist shot or one timer and he can still beat the goalies in those days these days which is they yeah. are really uh great equipment uh, they all mobile he can beat him with the shot it's something amazing and uh so i'm really f- big fan of alex he is a natural and and uh, there's one thing that that's very different about the two of you guys and that is like he's one of the first guys off the ice after practice, if not the first guy. And you used to stay out very late a lot, a lot. You you, you, was, you a lot of times be one of the last guys off, just out there shooting, shooting, shooting. Um, but the one thing that's similar to you guys is just the joy um, that not not only that you brought to fans, but every time you guys score, not not just when you score, but somebody on your when you're on the ice, and you, just the happiness that that both of you guys. Um, you guys would smile a mile wide and bump bump the glass with your bellies. Uh, it, it was always always very cool to see, and I, I think that that's that's what made both of you guys such fan favorites here. Thank you. I remember when I was a little bit tried to celebrate a little bit extra, and Mike Pivonka. I, I don't think he come to give me a high five. He, he was, was just turning around and he was like, you know, just he was shaking his hand. But there was just I cannot explain it. This just is this is something which is um, you know. You excited about it, and I think it's good to show everybody you happy. I mean, uh, so I think fans like that, and uh, so and obviously in the Washington we had a great fan. So I I want to thank him for all that uh, my days. And now the work what I do with Monumental, it's a funny thing. Uh, maybe last year I met with three generations of hockey fans. There was a grandpa. There was a uh, grandpa's son and grandson and um, son which is middle of <laughs> yeah. he tried to introduce me to his young 10 year old son and he, he told him uh, I forgot his name but he told him this is my Alex Ovechkin yeah, <laughs> my days <that's right. laughs> and that was, that was so funny and obviously the grandpa you remember Rod Langway I'm not sure if you remember Ivan Robles mm-hmm. 
for his days, but definitely Rod was his sort of uh, yep. uh, the player who look up to. But uh, yeah, we are fortunate. We probably now we have a three or four generations of fans, but I want to thank them all for support. Well, I want to thank you for, for being so gracious with your time and, and spending a lot of time with us here today. I can't tell you how enjoyable this has been for me just to kind of go back down memory lane and, and remember some of it. And there's a, there's a zillion other things I could, I could ask you about. Um, but, but, but I, I just want to thank you for, for, for myself, but for everyone else who's, who's enjoyed watching you play here uh, over the years too, because uh, you were a very special player and, You'll always be special in these parts. Well, I appreciate it. Thank, thank you guys for having me. I have some notes for myself, but I, I, I don't think we, we, we can be for a long time to the whole, uh, hit everything. But uh, I remember the, just uh, uh, going back uh, when I came, like I, I forgot to tell you, I never saw a National Hockey League game. Until you I played in one. I played it. I played one, and I was in it. I was just, I had a great seat. I remember be a little bit nervous than normal. I tripped myself a couple of times on the blue line there, but, um, you know, that was just uh, amazing, uh, you know, to be a part of this organization. I'm still part of this uh, organization even now, but, uh, yeah, very happy and proud to be uh, or was Washington Capitals. The funny thing about that, that f your first NHL game was also Yarmir Yager's first NHL game, and you guys had played against each other yes. in, in the Czech League. He was the fifth player drafted overall. You were... 156th and uh you guys both scored your first nhl goal against the same goalie but obviously in different games and then 10 years later you were you were teammates for a couple of years so it was kind of funny how that all turned out too but if there's anything that you wanted to say I, i'm looking back again uh, i'm thankful to washington capitals organization and the people uh who sort of find me and uh, give me opportunity to even sit here today This has been Break the Ice with Mike Vogel, presented by Power Up Premium Trail Mix, the official trail mix of the Washington Capitals. If you like the show, please leave a review.